What's your life goal? And have you achieved it? Yeah, I married you. Aw, gross. You really need to go out there and make sure the whole world hates you. Oh, perfect. My butthole is all over the internet. A fine wine. She keeps me in the basement and pulls me out when she needs me. If I drink Sambuca, he's getting it. I bought a case. Can tell a lot about a person by the way their tits, pussy, or dick looks. You come near my cheeks and it's not going to be a good day for you, homie. (laughs) This is going to be special. Welcome to the Two Onions Podcast with Danny Daniels and Vic. What's up, guys? I'm Danny Daniels. Over here is my husband, Vic. And we are live from our library in our home because we're in New York and we're quarantined and we're staying safe. And uh, my stepson, Adam, is obviously not here today. <laughs> <laughs> He's remotely watching um, us. Yeah, so he uh, it's just the two of us. And we are attempting... Um, to do this from home. So if the video or sound isn't perfect, I mean, just bear bear with us. Yeah, go with us. We're, we're, do, <laughs> we're doing the best we can. And that's why we have our stepson, Adam, in on this. Because <laughs> he does this better than we do. Um, Vic wanted to interview me today. We had talked about, like, should we do more fan questions? Should we do a topic? And he was like, I want to interview you. And I was like, all right, so. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I, I, before we start. I just want to make a note that Vic got dressed up for this. This is my interview clothes. Uh, what do you think, guys? A collared shirt, button-up yeah. shirt, and I'm in my jammies. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, welcome to my interview room. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey, glad to. Uh, you know, we walked a far distance oh, to yes. come here. <laughs> so you've, you've given a lot of interviews over the year, most of them. Are reasonably the same. Yeah. So people know. I'm going to pretend that you don't know the answers to these. No, no, okay. no. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to assume. And if you haven't seen any of my wife's interviews, please go look at them. But people know about how you got your porn star name, how you yeah. got your start, why you did things. Yeah. Um, what you were growing up as. But there's some questions that I've always wanted to ask you. And I'm waiting to see what this really? is. Yeah, you know everything about me. No, I do. But there are some things that I, I was wondering from your perspective. So, I mean, everybody kind of knows that you, you, you left... Um, Stripping in Omaha. Yeah. And uh, started doing Girl Girl. Yeah. So that lasted how long? How long before you... How long was I stripping? How long were you How long were you doing Girl Girl before you went to Boy Girl? Oh, God. Uh, I think it was like four years. Four years. I want to say. I might be wrong. Four or five years. More than three years and less than five. That would be four. <laughs> yeah. So, so, if you, so, so you, you get in your car. Yeah. You hike out to L.A. Yeah. You find an agent. You find Sandy. Yeah. We both know Sandy. Sandy, hopefully you're watching this. Um, you start doing Girl Girl. It's a year later. Okay. What's going through your head? A year after I started shooting? A year after you start shooting, you're in it now, you're in it. You, okay. you are officially an adult film star. You're a porn star. Okay. What are you thinking? What's going through your head in that first year? You know, that's a big change. Um, I don't know. Like, really nothing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was enjoying it. Um, and I wasn't really, I didn't like think of it as like, oh, I'm a porn star now. I was just like enjoying doing the scenes and, um, yeah, like I, I, I didn't, it didn't like register like, oh, I'm a porn star now until I did my first showcase with Elegant Angel called Danny and it's all girl, girl. Um, and I think that was after my first, I'm like 99% sure, but that was when I, like, before that I was just like, oh, I'm just like having fun, banging girls, shooting scenes. And then, uh, but that, you know, 
It so, wasn't until then, really. So you move forward. You're in this three, four years. Mm-hmm. And you move to, to Boy Girl. Mm-hmm. And you have a very prominent showcase again. Mm-hmm. A Boy Girl showcase. Um, and now all of a sudden you take off. Mm-hmm. You be- you become a legitimate porn star at this point. When you uh, make it, when you make CNBC's Dirty Dozen, you've become a legitimate porn star. That's arguable because to say like I have to do dick to be a legitimate porn star is no no not not, le- not legitimate in terms of the industry being a legitimate porn star. I mean you're legitimately now a porn star. You yeah. qualify in that category when you're when think- when a mainstream news organization like CNBC mm-hmm. recognizes you. You've achieved a lot. Yeah, but I think they recognized me when I was just doing girls. I think when I started doing boy girl, I was at the like one of the heights of my career. I didn't that didn't really launch me at all. If that makes any sense, like I was really popular doing girl girl. I mean, it might have. I don't know. I'd have to check like when the articles were written. I believe you were fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. You made the Dirty Dozen. Two thousand, not two thousand fourteen. Yeah. (laughs) Not age, no. Yeah. That would be... Oh, okay. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> but... so, you, so okay, so you, so you recognize that you, you now start winning awards. I won Best Girl Girl Scene. Yep, you won Best Girl Girl Scene. Um, but it actually famously he... made it into a Showtime television it's show. It did, on accident. Um, but that's, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. Like, I definitely became more popular when I started taking dick. Um, but I don't. I don't, it wasn't... I, I wasn't trying to equate it with, with whether you did boy girl or whether you did girl girl, but just that you got to that level. Okay. So now you're at that level. You're, you're top 50 porn star in America. Does it change the way you think of things? Um, did you realize it? Not until I started getting stopped on the street. Um, like my followers and like my fans online, like I was very great. I'm very grateful for them, but it didn't like, I had always been very active on social media. So, like, as my popularity grew, I didn't really notice. But when people, like, started coming up to me, especially in porn, because you don't get stopped on the street very often, because people don't want to admit it. So, I mean, we've talked about this before, is, like, for one person coming up to me, it's probably, like, 100 people knowing who I am. Just, I I get messages all the time, like, oh, I don't, I, I saw you here, but I didn't want to say anything, or I was with my wife, or, I, you know, what my family, whatever. Or I was nervous. You yeah, know, and it's, you know, if you come up to me on the street, you have to admit that you jerk off to porn, which, like, I think it should be open, and who fucking cares, but I get it. I get, like, you know, there's a privacy aspect, um, as opposed to, like, oh, I know you're from that, that mainstream movie, um, but that was probably when I started being, like, oh, well, fuck. Because I didn't get into it to be, like, recognized on... I didn't get into it for fame. Um, so I kind of... I was excited because it was, like, a check in the sense of, like, wow, you're really good at your job. And, like, doesn't matter if what you do for a living. Anytime you get recognition for doing a good job, it feels great. Um, but there was also part of me that was like, fuck, I really did not want this part of it. I didn't want, I didn't want to be recognized on the street. I mean, it doesn't bother me, but it's not, but that wasn't my goal. So let's, let's, let's take that a step further. So now you are being recognized on the street. You are Danny Daniels. You mm-hmm. have followers all over the world. Does, do you feel different because of that? Does no. it, do you feel, do you feel more of an obligation to your fans? Do you feel, um, more concerned about your privacy? Are there things that came with that that you weren't expecting that you knew you had to deal with? Um, 
it's different because I don't, I forget who and what I am. I forget who and what Danny is. Cause when I'm home and I'm Kira and I'm with you and I'm traveling or like I'm doing something that's not revolving around porn, I forget, oh fuck, I'm top 20 on Pornhub. Oh fuck, like it doesn't, like I don't wake up in the morning and think like, Oh, good morning. What a lovely day to be a porn star. It's like, it's not in like who I am as a person. Bring me the best bagels yeah, in the land. Like, yes. there's, people, there's people in my industry that are like that. And that's fine if that's you. Like there's people in my industry that like love being that person and love being like a, a character. And like the, the porn star in them is them. It is not me. It is a part of me, but I don't, if you were to ask me to define myself, I wouldn't be like, Kira, porn star, you know, like it doesn't, and it doesn't, it's not until like I'm doing something on social media or, um, going live or camming that I realize like, oh, okay. I'm a porn star for the next hour. Like, and I'm not like pretending to be someone I'm not. It's just not my entirety as a person, you know, when I'm painting, when I'm home, when I'm gardening, when I'm cooking, when I'm baking, when I'm being a wife, like it's not, that's not in my head. Um, and even when I was shooting every single day, as soon as I would leave set, it was not in my head because you're, you know, some people have a job and that's their entire life. And some people have a job and then they go home at night. I'm the person that has a job and goes home at night. And like, I love it. And I love porn, but half the time I fucking forget, even when I'm like making stupid TikToks, it's not in my head until people are like, oh, you're funny even without a dick in your mouth. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> cold, oh, yeah. That's cold right. bucket of water. Cold <laughs> bucket of water. Let's, let's. But it's not like in my, it's not in my headspace, I guess. You know, and I'm not saying that in like a rude way. I'm not saying that like, you know, um, I don't, I just, I have many different depths to who I am. And so, yeah. Those of you who are listening as her husband, I can tell you she's not bullshitting. She does not wake up in the morning realizing she's Danny Daniels. Yeah, not like, even I don't wear, like, I wear lingerie for you. Like, it'll occasionally, like, put something on for my husband. But, like, I don't dress sexy. Like, if we go to dinner or, like, I want to look cute for you or, like, cute. I mean, like, for my own being, too. Like, from, like I want to look cute to you. You but, dress classy. Yeah, like I always, you always dress classy. I dress like a woman. I don't dress like a porn. Like there's so, there's just I have like porn star clothing that I wear when I'm being Danny Daniels, but like that's not. It's a character, you know. Right. And it's part of me, but it's you know everyone's character. You can argue even if you're a mainstream actor and you don't suck dick for money. Like you can argue, um, you know, like I'm trying to think of an example. Like The Godfather. Like is the God of what's his name? Which one? The guy, the the young, the uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, is Al Pacino the Godfather? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a part of him, but it's not the character. He doesn't wake up and and say and go, and, oh my son or whatever the fuck. He doesn't order a hit. Yeah, yeah he's not waking up like, in the morning and calling Luca Brasi for a hit. Soul right. Because he made that. But he created character. correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that was a long explanation. <laughs> no, no, there, there was per- there was perfect. So take take that take that a little bit further from me because I've been doing PR for a very long time, and one of the things that I've noticed in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. from porn to modeling to to music, many of you and you are mm-hmm. introverts. 
Oh many. God! Oh my God! Oh so my God! Not all of us, but many, but a lot. many, 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 many. I would, I would say of of the of the group of friends that we have that I was introduced to, mm-hmm. that your adult film star friends, I would say eighty percent. Who all love you more than me now, and it's like make, <laughs> they don't love me more than I'm you. Like, everyone likes you better than me. <laughs> they don't like no. They just know that I'm going to answer them. That's the yeah, only no, difference. That's true. I'm really bad <laughs> but, with my phone. Sorry to all my friends. Because, but they're <laughs> but they're also the same way because they're all introverts. I would mm-hmm. say eighty percent of the people, and we're talking top tier adult film stars all the way down to people who are up and coming folks that i've mentioned 80 percent of them are introverts i can tell you why that was my question yeah i mean like okay for example like i am never on my phone like my friends always bitch to me like you never answer your phone you never text me back it takes you five days to text me back i know you're on your phone all day like what what is the deal and like the reason is like i'm on my phone 24 7 i am on social media on instagram snapchat OnlyFans, my website And then I'm going to my computer. I'm doing my emails, updating my website. I'm doing this all day, every day. And I love it. It's great. But when I'm done, I'm not checking my messages. Like, and it's not because I'm like, oh, fuck my messages. I'm just like, when I'm done and I put down my phone, I'm like, oh, okay. Now I can have a glass of wine. Where usually people get out of work and then they're like, oh, I haven't checked my phone all day. Like, I'm going to go check it. So that being said, as an example, like, I feel like it's very similar with porn is because, you know, porn stars go to set. And we're have to be on. We are performing. And it's we're not performing for an hour, we're performing for usually like six to twelve. And you're being this outlandish per- I don't know if outlandish is the right word, but like this, you know, overly person. <laughs> you know, overly like, sexualized person. Yeah, and just like not even o- o- overly sexualized, because that is true, but just like you're acting like all day. And you have to be on all day. And like you know, literally dramatic. Yeah. Literally yeah. Dramatic. And like, you know, you go to say like, yeah, you know, come over here, pool boy. What, 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 you know? Yeah. And, and then you're like, you just, it's just a lot. Like you're, and like, I get it because you're, you're playing to a camera, you're performing. It's the same with actors. You know, a lot of like Broadway actors that are friends of ours or a lot of mainstream actors that are friends of ours, you're on. And then when you're done, you're fucking tired and you just want to curl up in your PJs and read a book or like, you know, and it's, I feel it's like a, um, it seems to have always been a, a very minor twist on like a manic depressive cycle. When you're on, you're manic, you're mm-hmm. in, you're, you're acting, you're being, you're putting this huge performance on. And when you're done, you're done. Yeah. Like you said, you want to be home with a glass of wine with maybe somebody that you care about watching TV or reading yeah. a book and, and you're like, done. It, you could be. And I'm not saying that like, you know, porn is different than acting. It is. But it is, we're still, even though a lot of the plots are really stupid and they're over the top and non, not believable, like, we're still acting. You know, I'm still pretending to be this housewife trying to fuck my trainer. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, like, doing Shakespeare all day or if you're being a super hoe all day, you're fucking done well, at the I end. Mean, so- and you just, but, but I'm saying is, like, that's why a lot of girls in the industry, and, like, I can't really speak for men, but men are also introverts, but, like, a lot of girlfriends of mine, like, we all love Disney. We all love you know, f- puppies and fucking cartoons and like anything that's like the opposite end of the spectrum to like balance out our life. Yeah, like almost wholesome and childlike as opposed to yeah. And I'm, just, and I'm not speaking yeah. for everyone. I'm definitely speaking for myself and I'm also speaking for observation because yeah. everyone likes Disney and porn. Everybody has some kind of a pet. Well, it's the happiest place <laughs> on the world and, and puppies are puppies. Yeah. yeah and but some it, people are like that, you know, like, like, um, I don't know Nicolette Shea in real life. But I've seen Nicolette Shea on camera and off camera, and she is the same person. Yeah. And I give her credit, and but that, she's just 
this outgoing, bubbly, loud right. person. And I'm like, dude, I wish I could be that. Because as soon as the camera's done, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hide in a corner. I don't want to socialize. I'm really, really shy. <laughs> and maybe porn is a way for me to be that other side, you know? That's what um, I know... Um... Howard Stern and and Al Pacino and many others who are very introverted have said that it's their way of of convincing their mind to be extroverted and be this character. Mm -hmm. But the moment they have to be themselves, they can't. We had Patrick Page on and Mm -hmm. Patrick was talking about how he was in character as the Grinch. Yeah. And because he was in character as the Grinch, he was able to approach Hillary Clinton. Yeah. He said if he was Patrick Page, he would have never been able to do it. Yeah, if I was at a party and everyone at the party knew me as Kira, I'd be hiding in a corner. If everyone at the party knew me as Danny, I would be very loud and boisterous. The problem is, is when those two mix, I don't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) And I usually have many panic attacks, but yeah. And that's, that's one of the differences is in the porn industry, you're not Danny Daniels today and... Mary McEnroe or tomorrow. You're Danny Daniels constantly. Yeah. Your character is consistent throughout. You're almost like a... And then you have like almost, sub-characters. Right. Danny yeah, Daniels. The pool. The, the <laughs> super hoe yeah. wife. The, Danny Daniels, the cam girl. Danny Daniels. Real never agent. fucked yeah. a woman before. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, but it's always the same. It's almost, it's almost like you're an ongoing television show of the same character. Mm-hmm. Whereas many of these... Like, yeah, like output, the Sheldon. Right. Yeah, yeah, just, you're Sheldon forever. <laughs> Uh, whereas, you know, Al Pacino plays 58 yeah. roles, but it's the same thing for um, people in the music industry. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you are who you are. Mick Jagger's Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones. Everybody expects Mick Jagger to jump up on stage and be a lunatic. Yeah. And I wonder what Mick is like But it's the same with people like on Broadway. I mean, they go, to, they go to shows every night or if you do anything on stage yeah. live every night, you're going and playing the same character every night for multiple hours. What did Dave, uh, our friend who Dave Thomas Brown, who was on the show who's in the Book of Mormon, said he was at like 600 performances. Yeah, and you can't walk away from that and, and not have that be a part of you now. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, that's your character. You're, you're, you know, you're not playing that character. I play characters for like a day. I've done like role play stuff for like a day and then it's gone. But if you're doing something every day, you know, for years, and that's going to stick to you. And you do have to tend to carry that into a public persona too. Whereas again... Mm-hmm. Sheldon or Al Pacino when Al Pacino is done or even mm-hmm. even t- take a, take any major television character from any TV show when they're off stage you know Alan Alda's Alan Alda he's not yeah. Hawkeye and MASH or whatever it is you're Danny Daniels when you're on an off stage yeah so now it, that doubles the the pressure on you I'm not saying that like we deserve Golden Globes and Emmys and shit like that but I'm just saying it's like when people don't take our job seriously it's frustrating because like we're playing over-the-top characters. There's plenty of over-the-top characters in mainstream acting. Yeah, both on-screen and off-screen, you have to play the same character. Yeah. So. yeah and, that's the, and that's the other thing, is, like, if I'm being... And I am not discouraging people from coming up to me, because if you see me somewhere, and as long as you're respectful, please, please come up to me. I do that's not That's no bullshit. Care. Very approachable. Unless I'm, like, having dinner with my family. At, I don't know. Even then, like, I don't care. Just, like, be polite. But to be Kira... And in a space where I'm being Kira, and then to have someone come up to me and then suddenly have to be Danny. Because, like, for me, if someone came up to me and was like, oh, my God, I love your videos, the Kira in me would say, thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. I appreciate that. The Danny in me would say, oh, you like jerking off to my asshole. That's fucking cool. You know, and, like, both of them are me. <laughs> but when I have to switch like that from one to the other... 
it's, you know. And you can't quite say that in front of your grandmother. <laughs> no. So, yeah. And, like, sometimes I, I get really insecure because I'm not a secure person. And I meet a fan and I'm in a situation with, like, you know, like, maybe I'm around, like, my in-laws. This has happened. Where a guy comes up to me. He's like, I love your videos. And I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you. Do you want to take a picture? Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Goodbye. And I walk away because I'm like, I feel bad that he didn't get, like, a quote, Danny experience, but I can't exactly say what I would want to say, given well, the company. Given the company. Because it's just not appropriate. So, yeah. I don't know. And, and <laughs> It's and, weird. And, and, and talk a little bit. So, you were talking about, like, g- going to set. I think the perception is, you guys go to set, you have a wonderful time for 30 minutes, and then you wave bye to each other. Are you talking about, like, fucking someone? Just in your porn set. Yeah. I think everybody just assumes you show up, you fuck for 45 minutes, you go home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and everybody everybody has fun, and the cameraman is smiling, and it's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what it's really like? Like a real day on <laughs> yeah, set? Yeah, like a real day on set. What's I'm just like such a porn basher, but... No, um, no, not, not bashing. Just so that just so that people out there understand no, like that an, this is This is, is job. like, okay, so when I was shooting for other companies, I'll break it down for you. And this isn't every day, because there's always going to be... Um, exceptions, exceptions to the yeah. yeah. But this is like on average, I would say, a typical day. So usually there's two things: either your call time is between like seven and nine a.m., or you have a six or seven a.m. flight. This is when I was shooting. Now things have changed because pe- where people are shooting and what. But um, you would have a six a.m. flight or seven a.m. flight if you were lucky um, to Vegas or San Francisco. So, um, San Francisco kink used to be shooting up there. Um, and then you'd have like Brazzers shooting in Vegas and like a couple other people. Um, so it depends on what situation, but either way you either have to get up at 5am to drive in LA, which takes six hours to get anywhere or to get on a plane, which would take the same amount of time to now go to, you know, somewhere else. That's situation. So usually you sit down in a makeup chair between seven and nine, um, and you get your makeup done for about two and a half hours. Um, there's some makeup artists that are faster, but like usually two and a half hours. Um, then you you would either have a script if it's that kind of a set where you would have to now like memorize the lines for the day because usually you don't get your lines ahead of time. Sometimes you do, but usually you fucking don't. So you have to like power read your s- script um, in your makeup chair while you're getting, and then the makeup artist is like, can you not look down? And you're like, I'm trying to memorize my line. So there's that. So usually when you're, so I should actually break that down. Usually you're memorizing your lines when you're getting your hair done for like the last 45 minutes. Then, um, you pick out wardrobe with the director. Um, and like, you know, so you, I would usually 90% of the time I have to bring my own wardrobe unless it was something like completely wild. Like if I was doing like a Catwoman scene, I'm like, I'm not going to have a Catwoman costume. Um, but it's, you should in porn, you know, have workout clothes, mom clothes, daughter clothes, wife clothes, hoe clothes, non-hoe clothes, conservative clothes. So depending on lingerie, all the lingerie. All that you're responsible for. Yeah. So I would have just like a closet of what, and you can only shoot in something so many times until you have to get rid of it because, you know, you have five scenes in the same dress. It's just people get pissed. A lot of companies want you to have brand new clothes that you've never shot in um, and they don't pay you for them. Now there's companies, I mean, I do give companies credit, like Brazzers, Reality Kings, a couple other ones, uh, Kink, 
they have wardrobe. But, you know, if you're shooting for a smaller company that's not in the budget, all right, it's enough on wardrobe. Anyway, <laughs> so you pick out your wardrobe. Um, if you are working for a company that has wardrobe, you would go and they would dress you. Um, and then you would go and do your pretty girls, which would take about an hour or um, more, usually like an hour. Um, and pretty girls are. Pretty girls. I was going to get into that. <laughs> pretty girls are um, basically what they're, what I just said. Pretty girls are just pretty photos without the guy or without your scene partner um, that they can use to promote it. I don't, I, I still to this day have no fucking idea what the point of pretty girls are, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so they put that up for the scene. Sometimes if you look at porn scene photos, there'll be like random photos of just the girl in lingerie or in her outfit stripping down. And then there'll be like more photos of like sex stills. So the photos of the girl by herself, those are the pretty girls. Sometimes they use them for like box covers, whatever. Usually while you're shooting pretty girls, the male talent shows up or... If whoever was in the makeup chair first, an hour later from you initially giving there from seven to nine. So like my call time was seven. The next girl I'd be fucking would be get there at eight. So like I would be like ahead of her. So two things could happen. One, I could shoot my pretty girls and then we got like the guy would be getting dressed, getting ready. And then we'd go on to, to setting up for sex stills or the girl would other girl, my scene partner would now have to do pretty girls and I would have to sit on set for an hour while she gets her pretty girls done. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because that's just how it that's just how it is. Um usually the girl that is been in the industry longer um is usually gets the later call time just out of like respect. So you can see where this would become a problem if you're doing a scene with like three, four, five, six girls and you only have one photographer. Okay. Then <laughs> you move on. I'm gonna speak now like if I was doing a scene with a guy you would move on to sex stills. So you would set up for sex stills. The camera would shoot. Okay, the photographer would come in and shoot you. Three to 500 photos. You would go through the scene and like, fuck, basically. I mean, you're not going like at 100%, but you would shoot your sex stills. Um, and like, and during that time, you kind of like run your lines with your scene partner, kind of figure out, okay, these are the positions that are going to work in the room, um, whatever. And then you would break usually, um, grab a snack while they set up for video because video lights are different than photo lights. And there's usually a video crew and a photographer and a photographer. So there's, they would have to change pretty much, switch it out. Um, and then you would do your sex stills or sorry, your sex video. And either depending on the company, you would run through it completely, which is very rare, or, um, you would do a scene, do a position, transition, pause, reset up. Do a position, transition, pause, reset up. Keep this going f- three to six positions. Set up for pop, which means set up for the cum shot because you only get one cum shot. So you would like lead up to the cum shot, pause, make sure everyone's cool, make sure the guy's ready to come, and then he would come on my face. And then usually the photographer comes back in and spends another couple minutes shooting cum on my face. Or, depending on the company, when they were doing sex stills, they would use Cetaphil and put cum on my face and then shoot that as fake cum. Now, if you're shooting for a gonzo company like Elegant Angel, the same thing applies, except for instead of shooting sex stills first, they shoot sex stills last because they don't want the initial, which I actually like because then you could just shoot the video no cuts, all straight through, um, and it's 
the more like raw and organic to me that way. And then at the end, they would come through and shoot a couple sex stills and kind of reenact what you did a little bit um, and then shoot the cum shot. So, um, so that's a day on set. Yeah. And then usually, and that's usually what? Oh, and in between that, at some point, sorry, after you get out of the makeup chair, you do paperwork that takes about 20 minutes. Like they shoot your IDs, check tests, 2257s, all that stuff. So 7 a.m. till? Uh, four, five, six. If you're lucky. Now, if the guy can't get hard, if there's something problematic on set. But, but in a perfect world, 10 hours is a normal day. Uh, yeah, eight to 10. Yeah. Eight to 10 hours is a normal day. And then if you're in Vegas or San Francisco, you gotta fly back. You gotta fly back. So then you're wrapping at five, but understandably so, because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't book you. They book you on the last flight back. So you have to sit at the airport for like four hours to waiting on your flight or you pay money of your own money to get on an earlier flight or you used to wait on standby. And so you're like, oh, do I spend the couple hundred bucks and just go home earlier? And so, in yeah. that entire process, you and your scene partner, guy, girl or whatever, yeah. or multiple have to figure out how to make this look seamless <laughs> Yeah. And sexy. Yeah. And, and to like, the, this to the every, point. This to is the, in every set. I can't say like, this is how porn works. Because different sets are different. But that is like an average of what That's happens. an average. Of, that's yeah. in the middle. And and through all of that, you have to make it look real. Make people think that there are actually orgasms going on. To the point that people think that it's just a 45 yeah. minute I mean, job. there's actual orgasms going on. It's just people think that. Well, obviously the guy's getting off. <laughs> yeah. But the people think that like the scene is as long as the video. And it's not. Yeah. You know. Well, that's so. just that's it. So. It brings me to next point. You you had um, you had you had been invited to Oxford University, and, and unfortunately, it wound up not panning out to discuss whether or not porn should be used as sex education. Oh God! And I believe <laughs> I believe the surprise that they they received when when I sent them the email back to them was mm-hmm. is that's great, except Danny Daniels wants to take the side of it should not be used as sex education. Yeah, it's not porn's not sex education. Like it it's it's. It's, it's a performance. Like, it would be like, like, I learned how school is from Glee. Like, that doesn't fucking work like that. And, like, porn is not real. It's porn is not real. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, if you're going to fuck a girl's butt, you're you're not just going to pull your perfectly hard dick out and just shove it in balls deep with no lube. Like, it doesn't work like that. The girls that do anal have... that's a whole nother conversation, but they've either not eaten for 24 hours or cleaned out for multiple hours, stretched out with butt plugs, with other dildos, with, yeah, there's plenty of lube. They've probably already put lube inside their ass and then probably fucked off camera for a second to open up and then when the cameras are rolling, of course the guy's going to put his dick right in her butt because that's showbiz yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's not real i mean hey honey you're a star yeah yeah. can you use porn to learn things of course of course yeah you can you can you can learn how to eat pussy not all the time you know some companies shoot fake pussy eating some companies shoot real pussy you know like girlfriends films great example i'm not going to throw anyone under the bus but like you know it's not how it is you know like you're not gonna get in your Uber license and expect girls to want to suck your dick for free rides. Like that's don't, not, don't get a job as a pizza delivery. Yeah. Not, like, so no. So the, <laughs> do you think that it's, it's, it's helpful for couples to explore fantasies? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I think it's, to I maybe think it's discuss, great. Even I think if it's, it, even if it's for just positions or fantasies, I think it's great for people to, to live out fantasies, to, to live out fetishes to explore fetishes 
to maybe, you know, I'd much rather my partner, hypothetically, if you, if you loved fucking girls in the ass, okay, if that was like your fucking favorite thing, but you loved me and we were married and I just can't give that to you, I would much rather you, as long as you were communicating to me, go watch porn of a girl getting fucked in the ass, get off to it, imagine it's me, because usually that's what guys are doing, and then we have our relationship. Rather than you just go out and fuck your secretary and in real life. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I think couples can, like, get ideas to spice up their sex life, but don't (laughs) expect it to be exactly... How it is. Do you know what I'm saying? What would you say to this statement? It can be used by couples to arouse themselves. To get themselves maybe horny and in the mood. Yeah, I could say that. You know, I mean, if couples watch it together and they're getting turned on by what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. And then they have raw sex, which, Mm -hmm. as we all know, is not pretty. Yeah. It's sweaty and it's not going to be what you're seeing on camera. Yeah. But do do you think that that would be a good thing for couples? If they did it, of course. As a, as I mean, a... you know, when I shot for companies, you know, there would be times we would have to stop because I was too sweaty or my makeup was smudged, and they'd have to fix it, like because that's the reality. But it's true; it's like that's the yeah. reality of the situation. I was like, just thinking because that's know, not real life. Yeah, no, not at all. And like, <laughs> Hold and, on. and some companies don't care. I mean, again, it's just sometimes. But you know, I'm not going to go watch Batman and be like, God, I want you to dress as Batman and fuck me, and you'd be like, cool. And then go jump off a fucking roof and be like, I'm back. Like, you take it with a fucking grain of salt. Don't take it literal. Really big grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, are like, oh, God, babe, we should do that. She look at her bent over the office desk and and I'm the principal and she's a naughty student. I fuck her ass. I want to fuck your ass. Just like that. Okay. Now, don't go fuck your wife and just jam your dick in her butt because that is not real life. Not going to end well like, for you. Get ideas for porn, but don't do them verbatim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So now, so now you 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 you're into boy girl, mm-hmm. and you started that. 2013-ish, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know. 12, maybe? 12. Yeah, know. sounds about right. Um, and, you're, and you're doing... Oh, I can do the math. Oh, my God. I was only doing Girl Girl for like three years then. Two years. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Well. All right. Okay. I don't know. So, so you do that. So <laughs> Someone now... comment and tell me how long I did Girl Girl for. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, they, there's no way to tell because, as, as you know, um, Whatever... companies will store up scenes and then throw no, it out I can later tell on. You. So. Okay. So I started in 2010. Whatever... Whenever Dare came out from Elegant Angel, that was my first boy-girl showcase. So whenever that came out, that's when I started doing Dick. So, okay. well, so it was 2010 minus whatever. Yeah, whatever. So so three, four years, and then you're, in, you're doing boy-girl. And you come to a point where, as you have said before, you felt you, you did everything you could do. You, you, that you, I wanted to you, do. You, you had climaxed to the point that you were comfortable with, personally. I always... I always had a deal with myself when I started, got into porn. I thought I'll never do anything on camera that I don't want to do in real life. And even when I got into porn, I was not a very promiscuous person with men or with women. Um, I didn't fuck a lot of men. Like, I think people think that, like, 
girls like in the industry like oh we're giant whores we need to feed our whoreness so we have to do like i didn't i i didn't sleep around a lot and um i had always been in a relationship so then like it took me a few years to be like oh yeah you know like okay doing the math like yeah i could probably fuck a couple guys and like that would be how it'd be in real life you know it's the same you know i'm not sacrificing myself and i did everything like you said to my comfort level because i don't do anal I don't mm-hmm. like anal. I'm not saying that everyone shouldn't like it. There's people that love it. That's great. That works for you, but it doesn't work for me. Everyone's different. Um, I don't want to do gangbangs. You know, I didn't. I didn't have that desire. I understand my fans want that for me, but that's not me. And I didn't want to just. It it didn't feel right to do something on camera that wasn't me. You know. So yeah. So now you're 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 coming to a point where. It's starting to become more of a job than an adventure, shall we say, or more of a job than fun in your it, mind? It became boring, Rope. to be honest. Same thing. I fucked routine. so many women and it was amazing, but it got to a point where, you know, you just start, when you're experienced in the industry, you start working, you start breaking in the new girls. Right. And I'm not saying that's bad because experienced women broke me in. Right. I didn't know what I was doing when I got in. But I got into fuck experienced women. Yeah. And so it kind of like, I I don't have a thing for younger girls. And that was also part of it. Because I was like in my mid 20s. And these girls are getting into porn when they're 18. And like, I don't find that attractive. And so I would have to explain to directors, like, I don't want to fuck her because she's just too young for me. Like, it's just not... I When I was 21, I'm fucking somebody 21. Like, cool. But like, now I'm like... That doesn't turn me on. And now I'm fucking somebody that doesn't turn me on. And now it's just, I'm breaking the rule that I wouldn't be fucking this person in real life. And how many women can you fuck until you realize you've, you, I have fucked every woman every way. I know, I, I get it. I don't need to relive this constantly. And, and your, your women list was very large and your men's list was, yeah, was and exceptionally like, And there were some women I didn't get to bang in the industry. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But do I continue to hope that someday I bang them? No. And like with men... It, men wasn't like a numbers game the way women were for me. Men yeah. was more like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this this way. I want to live out this fantasy. I loved shooting for kink because I love bondage. I wanted, I wanted to explore all my bondage things and figure out what I enjoy and figure out, get past things. They help, Kink helped me in so many ways mentally. Um, they got over a lot of fears I had. And I can't say enough nice things about them. But, like, yeah, it just got to a point where I was like, okay, I did everything. Right. What and, else? And, and like you said, it wasn't a numbers game for men. You were working with the top male performers and you yeah. stayed within the top yeah, male performers. Yeah, I, I started the yes list. I, we talked about this before, yeah. but, you know. So, so as, yeah. as you're moving along, a little bit of a, a drag the needle across the record. When was your very first trip to New York? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Like, I had been to New York way before that. Be, when? I don't when? remember. Was like, it, were you... Teens, 20s. 24, 23, 23. I don't know. Something early 20s. So, and the reason why I ask that is, so now you're you're in the industry, you're 20, you know, five, six, seven years old. Mm -hmm. You've come to New York a few times. You you just make a break one day. You decide, I'm moving to New York. Why New York? It wasn't really like, it's funny. I love Europe. I love Europe. Like, I loved going to Europe when I was shooting. Like, I would travel constantly. Um, I just, I've always been a huge travel fiend. 
I spend all my money on travel, not all of it, but I'm saying like, all I love to do is travel. Um, every year for my birthday, I go to a new country that I've never been to. And I just, I want, I don't, I love Europe, but I didn't want to live there. Um, it just seemed too, cause I lived in California. It just seemed too distant. And then I remember the first time I came to New York, I was like, oh my God, I love it here. This is like Europe, but like American. This is American Europe. <laughs> like you can walk every, like that was probably my favorite thing about Europe is like you can walk everywhere. Sure. Um, and it's the same here. And just the vibe here, like, you know, in LA, like it's not for me. I liked San Diego. It was okay because I lived downtown um, and I could still walk around. I think that's why I live downtown. But LA, it was like, I spend three hours a day in my car. And it was if you're horrible. A, if you're not a car person cruising I in I love LA, driving. Yeah. I do. I love it. I lo- in Scotland or <laughs> the countryside of one, of England, not sitting on the 40 fucking five for three hours a day in like bumper to bumper. It was exhausting. Like there were times I would have to pull over because I was like afraid I was going to fall asleep at the wheel. It's just, you shoot all day and you're just tired. And, um... I was, when I was in porn, I would paint. Um, before I got into porn, I would paint. And when, one of my exes, when we moved in together, um, he spat. I never told anyone because, like, why would I tell people on set that I paint? Like, no one gives a shit. They just want you to, you know, suck a dick and go home. No one cares. <laughs> not that sounds mean, but, like, you just, that's not conversation. That, like, what are your hobbies? Like, that doesn't happen. Um, so... When we moved in together, he saw my art and he was like, oh, my God, whose art is this? This is amazing. I was like, oh, it's mine. You know, super insecure. And he's like, you should do this all the time. And I give him credit. Um, I Eric Everhard, I give you all the credit in the world because you are the reason that I like really started painting again. And um, we then broke up and like I kept doing it, kept painting and kept doing all I was doing it and I loved it I loved it I loved it I was like fuck man and then everyone's always like in your ear like what are you gonna do after porn what are you gonna do when you get old what's your end game what's after porn and I started like kind of panicking you know like what is my end game I don't know I don't have a degree you know I can't go work a job no one's gonna fucking hire me I'm I'm dick sucker it's like the scarlet letter on my fucking forehead so I kept painting and it, it wasn't like, oh, I kept painting because I wanted to like, but it was a combination and it's like, okay, let's really try this. So I tried to do it in LA and the LA art scene just like is not me at all. It's a very lifestyle-y, it's very like party, who do you know? Like, it's just not me. So when I came to New York and I came back a couple more times and I was like, God, I really like it. I love it. And then obviously we met and I remember you saying just like, dude, I'd love to help you with your art. And this is before we started dating, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know. And it was just kind of like this moment where I was in the height of my career. I had just won Performer of the Year. Um, I Everything, you know. And uh, I went through another breakup. And it was pretty ugly. And I was just like, fuck LA. Fuck these people. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't like, I love porn. I'm not saying that about porn. But it was just like this constant like LA is so draining for me. Like it's just, and I'm not, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep bashing it, but like, it's just not me. Like, who do you know? What do you do for a living? Who, what, who can I use you to get to? And it's just, it's, it's a lot. And, uh, 
you know, the porn vibe there, you know, like, oh, you're a porn star. Why don't you come to the club? I'll give you bottle service. Like, that is not me at all. <laughs> so. As we've discussed earlier. <laughs> yes, as we've discussed uh, Yeah. So I just, just got to a point so where. I, I, I was there. I was obviously literally there when you said, fuck it, I'm going to move yeah. to New York. Now, mind you. No. Being- uh, yeah. That was the funny thing. Not to, sorry. I'm talking about this too much, but. I was on the fence and yeah, it was just, I snapped and I literally snapped. I'm kind of thankful for the breakup I went through, even though it was like horrible and I'm not going to start bashing people, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back because I was over it and shooting became kind of boring. And then I was over living in LA and then the breakup, I was like, Three strikes, motherfucker. We we out. <laughs> but you you had and and you and I and again we were we were obviously we had been friends for almost a year at that point. You had talked to me about even though you were you were just one perform of the year, and I remember when you won perform of the year because I talked to you like a day or two later. You had even said then, yeah, this is probably my last award show. You I remember you telling me that you knew you were kind of you were you were going to go do something different. And I remember when you came here and, and I literally saw like, it was like a light switch went on in the back here. I went, I'm moving to New York. Now, mind you, I've heard that from a million people. Yeah, Most people don't move that. to New York. Everyone, a week everyone later, something, you know, week I'm going to become this. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to be a superstar. You, a week later, you're asking me for a real estate agent. Yeah. Th- three weeks later, you're in New York getting a You know, two weeks after that, you had down payment. I mean, oh, when this, I, when this, I went, say I'm this gonna... was like an eight week time period. Um, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Yeah, that, that I can, that I can attest to. Now, and it's on your YouTube channel and people will see this. And there's that interview that you did with Holly mm-hmm. from an interview with a porn star. And in that interview, and it's been quoted a million times. So old. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's just been quoted a million times that you famously said, um, you can't imagine dating a civilian. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and you had, you had gone on to even say that it's hard, it's difficult dating inside the industry. That's a whole nother conversation. Cause like, but something changed. Yeah. You something know, changed. And I, I believe at the time you it, believe that. I don't know if I could, like, if you didn't exist, I don't think I could still date a civilian because, like, when you're in porn, it's very hard to date because it sounds, we talked about this, like, it sounds great on paper, right? Like, oh, you know, I want to date a porn star. Of course. Of course you want to fuck me. Everyone wants to fuck me. <laughs> of course. But do That's you want to really, But do you want to sit on the couch on a Saturday on your day off and I say, because there's no weekends in porn. And I say, okay, honey, have a great Saturday. I'm going to go take a 12-inch dick, and I'll see you in 12 hours. And I'm going to be too tired to fuck you because I'm going to have my insides hollowed out. You know, that's, and then it becomes push come. And now, the other thing, too, is, like, I, th- I can't speak for everyone in porn, but personally, I would not sleep with anyone outside the industry unless they got tested first. And Vic can obviously. Oh yeah, I got tested first. Yeah, that was like no we deal. had that conversation, and a lot of people didn't want to do that. And then the, I was like, okay, like peace. Like I'm all for getting tested. You know, I don't wear condoms in scenes, and the way that we get away with that is because we test every 14 days in the industry. And that's another thing with porn. Please always wear a condom in real life. Like, yes. Fucking please. Yes, please. Um, but. <laughs> You know, so you have this civilian situation. So now, would I be able to date a civilian? Here's a, so here's the question. You stop shooting for mainstream but, companies and then we get together. No, but, so, I, but that's what I was going to say yeah. is it takes a very strong person to date a porn star. And I have friends in the industry that have partners that can do it. And, and and they are strong people. And it's not for everyone, you know? Yes. I mean, it's... it's 
there are some people and and but there's also there's also a difference too there's a difference between dating somebody who's still shooting for companies and you mm-hmm. and I who are married and you're not shooting for companies there's there's a whole different world to what you what the expectations yeah, are yeah but you're still a kind of person that if i you've never stopped me from doing anything and you're still the person that if tomorrow i said you know what i want to go back to shooting you would be supportive. It might not be easy for our relationship because we've never experienced that, but we have a strong enough relationship where we'd be able to communicate, talk about it, and come to a, an agreement on, you know, whatever. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that. That's true. And it's difficult. And and so, you know, like I said in the interview, like I'm never, I could never date a civilian because it's, it's my job is already exhausting to now come home and, and deal with and that. But did you find that even when you were dating inside the industry, you still had to manage that? Yes, but it was easier because the 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 hardest thing about dating somebody in the industry is if like if my ex went to set and fuck somebody I didn't like. Right. So you have so it's so funny when like it would always crack me up when people would start get, get together in the industry because like the guy's no list would like triple because the girl would be like I don't want you fucking this bitch I don't want you fucking her hmm. fuck that bitch. So, and then when they they break up, and then he would book a bunch of scenes with the girl to be petty, and like, and it happens the other other way around too. But um, it, that is much easier to handle than explaining to someone, "No, I'm going to work. I don't like this person. I don't want to. I don't want to date Ramon. I'm just fucking Ramon for a paycheck." You know? Yeah. They don't live it. You you know, people that aren't in porn aren't living the experience. And so I understand why it's hard for them to accept, you know. If you, I mean, so so it's, you're retired. Let's say you're retired. You're, obviously, you have not left the business completely. But, you know, people who have retired, doesn't that stigma still follow you, though? I oh, mean, yeah. You, you, you said, to, again, an interview with Holly, it's not like committing to bang. Yeah. One of the things I said, one of my favorite things I've ever said is on Holly's interview, I said, you know, porn isn't committing to bangs. It's a life choice. I don't know if those are my exact words, but it is. You're, you are, it is a scarlet letter on me forever. And my husband, it is now a scarlet letter on him forever because he is married to me. You know, people don't accept it. And it's sad, but that's, you know, it's not leaving. I was talking about this the other day. It was like, you know, if I went and got my doctorate tomorrow, it would be like, Former porn star Danny Daniels, now doctor. <laughs> so. Right, and and no matter what you do, you like we we even said it before. It would be former porn star Danny Daniels cures cancer. Yeah, you know, it'd be like there's always going to be that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's that's this that's the sad part that comes with it. So when girls do get in the industry, it comes with that. But it does have its its positives and its like it's, every job has its positive and negative. It sticks with us because it's exciting to people. Right. Whether it's negative, but whether it's negative or positive, it's exciting to people. So they always want to bring it up and they always want to talk about it because it's like, oh, but did you know that she used to do films? You know, it's (laughs) juicy. (laughs) It's juicy. So now, so now you're here. You've been Mm -hmm. here now three and a half going on four years. And obviously we're in the middle of a a bit of a crazy time right now. Did you expect this to be what it has become for you? No. I thought I was going to move here. Um, shoot for my website and try the art. And if the art doesn't work out, either start shooting again or if I didn't want to strip or something. I don't know. I didn't, there was no alternative plan really because I didn't want to fail and I don't like failing. So I will make it fucking work. Um, 
but I'm still painting. I'm still doing my art, but I've discovered, I thought I was going to be done shooting. I thought I was going to move here and eventually be like, have my website maybe a year and then be done. And I discovered that like shooting for myself is like so much fun. And it's brought back that spark of porn that what that, that was dying out for me and being able to like shoot everything I want to shoot, come up with my own scene ideas. And even if they're stupid and campy, like it's still what I want to do. Like that has ele- elevated me loving porn far past when I was shooting for other companies in the best parts of my career, you know, and I didn't think, and so now it's like, wow, okay, well, I'm in the city that I love. I'm in a marriage that I, that I never dreamed possible with like my literal best friend. And I get to have the best of both worlds. Like I didn't expect that. I thought I would have to sacrifice, but. But you have, but you're, you're, you have, you've had, since you have moved to New York, you've had multiple art shows. You've had paintings in museums. Mm-hmm. You have probably sold more art in these years than you had in your career. In addition to podcasts that we do now, yeah. a TV show, uh, the box company that lasted a year that was successful for what it was, the fashion items, the coffee, the barbecue sauce, the, mm-hmm. like all of this stuff has been developed around your brand, around who Danny Daniels is. Would you have expected the ability to really, that's a crossover into what you would call a safer work category that has been very successful for you. In addition to your popularity has actually multiplied not shooting. I think people know that I'm happy. And not that I wasn't happy in porn, but I think I was so confused. I'm like, God, like, and I think it finally clicked for me is why was I getting bored with shooting for other companies? Like what, why was I over it? Because I love sex and I love shooting. I love showing off my butthole. Like I love it. And I think I figured it out. I think it was, I wasn't being creative. The creativity was given to me and I had to do what was creative to other people. Whereas now I'm creative. I get to do anything. The create, like that spark is that, that creative spark is back. And whether it's I, my art, shooting, porn, um, coming up with funny t-shirts, coming up with socks, doing my coffee, doing my food stuff. Like it was, it's just having that drive of creativity is back. And I think that's what was missing in LA, but I couldn't pinpoint it. Do you, do you feel, especially for, and, and we've started working with other adult performers, helping them start their product. Do you feel that they have to embrace who they were before you can ever go beyond porn? You have to accept that you were an adult film star. Oh, yeah. And then move forward and understand that you're not covering this up. It was funny. Like, Sheree DeVille is one of my best friends. And we were actually FaceTiming today. And we were talking. It's like, you know, this is 10 years in the making. Right. I'm making T-shirts. And it's not... My brand is 10 years in the making. Of course, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm the fucking shit. You should love me. You should just love me no matter what. Love my titties. I got the best titties ever. No, it's because companies like Brazzers and Kink and Reality Kinks, Brazzers and Reality Kinks taught me how to shoot because they gave me the chance and let me direct and Mm. let me hold a camera and write my own scenes and like do whatever and do that. Like, they're the reason these companies, these companies, like Elegant Angel that gave me the showcases, like these companies are the reason I am who I am. I'm, you know, and Shree and I were talking, it's like these girls, you know, especially now 
a lot of people are going to OnlyFans and camming and, and they're home because... Content creators. Yeah, and people lost their jobs and they're desperate. And I understand that. But don't think you're going to go to OnlyFans and make a million dollars because you're showing off well, your tits. Yeah. Because that's not the case. But that's, but that's the case in, in anything. And, and I've used this quote a million times. Stephen King once said, you would, you, would, you would be amazed on how long it took me to be an overnight success. Oh, Yeah. It's you're a ten year brand build. Yeah, you're a ten year brand build. When you and I first got together, you had six hundred thousand fans on Instagram. Today, literally today, you hit three point five million. Oh hey, that's six times six times the number of fans in a three and a half year period that you didn't shoot for a company at all. That you were your own content creator. But it's also you know I I give myself credit. Because I am a content creator, but I give myself, you know, it's kind of like when you shoot for other companies, you're kind of interning. Right. You're learning how to work on set. You're learning how sets run. You learn how to direct in my case. Like you learn all this. Th- I know how to run. You work a video camera. I know how to edit. I edit my own scenes. You know, I do this all behind you myself, but it's not, if it wasn't for those companies, I would be stripping in Omaha or somewhere else. Like it doesn't. Yeah, that, no person's an island. There's always both. people. There's yeah, always, there's you always need both. people. You need, you need to be more than just tits on a stick. You need to have a personality and you need to be, you know, whatever that personality is. And you have to have a smart business sense, but you also need to learn from other people. And and would you say that porn gave you that business sense that you learned? Yeah. yeah. I've always been um, hard on myself and I've always been a workaholic. Those are just like things that are me, but learning the business. Yeah. My agent, my the companies I shot for, you know, the people in the industry that helped me, the other performers that helped me. You know, our community is so great because if you if girls don't know how to prep for an anal scene, you can text a girl that's experienced and they will go FaceTime you and you guys can clean out your buttholes together. Like that is awesome. Like there's no Phoenix actually wrote a blog on it. It's us. Yeah, Phoenix, anal. literally, Phoenix Marie, if there's anyone out there that wants to learn how to clean out their butt, Phoenix will show you. Like, yes. she's like, I want to help girls. Like, like you, And that's what you you learn, and then you help the next generation of porn stars. With the next class workers. coming in. Yeah. yeah. And and isn't that isn't that kind of like the case in everything is no matter what you do, you, you, whether you, whatever your brand is, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's built on... Good people who taught you things and lessons you learned from bad people. Yeah. You know, you need both. You need both. You need to kind of have the successes. You also need okay. to have yeah, the Yeah, I've been fucked over. Who yeah. hasn't? But, but you learn. But that's, you know, if you yeah. don't get fucked over, you go through you life with rose cutting. You have to be smart and to be in porn because you'll get fucked over so quickly. Someone will promise you the world. Oh, yeah. I've been screwed over plenty of times. Luckily, nothing too serious. But right. it's like... It's a combination, and like, there's nothing like that. Musicians aren't going, you know. Um, oh no, no, you, I, I, you got you got somebody like Billy Joel's a perfect example. Sold away his rights for life. No, but know? I'm saying, you know, every industry, especially creative, is so cutthroat. Yes, they and don't want to tell somebody... you how they do things. They don't want to tell you. Yes. Oh, I use, you know, I mix this with this to get this, and this is my secret. I'm not going to show you because this is how I'm going to become super I've... popular. But in porn. No, we're at this community of people that are like, oh, you haven't put two dicks in your butt? I'll show you how. Yeah. It's, it's cool as I, shit. I think what happens in all creative communities in general is, is there are non-creative people who are, a, are more... Creative people tend not to be business savvy. They mm-hmm. have to learn it. You get very business savvy people who aren't creative that prey on them. They look yeah. at them as a pool of money But that's money the weird thing themselves. about porn, too, that you can argue is, you know, you have 
creative people and you have business people, but everyone, it, if you have musicians, mm-hmm. they're all in because they're musicians. Correct. Porn people are all sexual. Now, what kind of sexual person are you? Are you sexual and you're trying just to get attention? Are you sexual and you want to make money? Are you sexual and you're in it for the experience? Are you sexual and you have no idea what you're sexual about? It's all these different people coming into porn for sex, but then something else. Right. You know? And, and uh, yeah, so that's... That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Porn is fucking rad. You know? I love so, it. So going forward, <laughs> and we're going to wrap this up soon, where's Danny Daniels in a few years? I hate when people ask me this because I don't know. I don't what, know. What is Danny Daniels? I here and do art and, and fuck off. You know? Like, I I don't know. Whatever's fun. I mean, right, right now in this moment. Shooting for my website and OnlyFans is fun. That brings me joy. I don't know what's going to bring me joy in six months. I might figure out something new or some new platform that I'm like, oh, this is fucking rad. Let's do this, you know? Besides the specific platform, are there goals you want to achieve? Broad goals, not not narrow. Broad goals that you want to achieve as you're looking forward. You're looking down. You're like, okay, I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. At 35... I want to be, or at 40, or not happy. even not even a date, just, you know, things I want to get to. At 35, I want to be happy. I want to be doing something that brings me happiness. I don't want to be doing something that brings me boredom, um, sadness, misery. I want to be doing whatever it is that makes me happy. And I don't know if that's going to make me $5 or $5 bajillion, but the happiness is the first thing, you know, so... Right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, that was a wanna, good interview, Ben. Good wanna, job. I'm happy for you. That was good. You want to tell people where they 10. can find you? I might be banging my interviewer this evening. Hey, what's up? You married? How you doing? Hey. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's scene start. Um, you can follow me. Um, all my stuff I put on Danny's things. Thanks for listening to me. It's a lot of my voice, and it's making me very insecure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and... Um, that's yeah. Follow me on TikTok. I am at a million on TikTok. Well, like I'm like really, really like a couple thousand away. Uh, Danny Daniels TikTok, and yeah, that's Sounds pretty much. Good. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, guys, do us a favor too. If you like the podcast, um, give us some reviews. You can use good ones. Yeah, good reviews. Don't give us any shitty ones. <laughs> I got I got, a co- I got a couple of shitty reviews. Ooh, I got I, a couple of people pick on me, but you know that's because I'm the penis in the crowd. So. I do have one plug. Is um, right now my art speak because we talked about art a lot, and I usually don't like like to cross promote too much. But um, on my art store, KiraLeeStore.com. K I R A L E E S T O R E dot com. I'm giving away all the money I make from my art. Um, to help people that are affected right now with the virus. I've been donating a lot to the Red Cross. Um, we did a, I did a live on OnlyFans and we raised uh, $1,000 and I matched it. So we raised 2000 and like 20 something dollars. Um, and so I thought it was really fun. So I'm going to, I'm doing that now with my art and uh, I've sold a lot of art and it's really, really cool. I know I'm talking a lot again. I hate my voice, but uh, if you want to buy art and you want to support, because a lot of people need help right now, you can go do that. So thank you guys. (laughs) Wait, your book. No, it's okay. We'll get it to that one later. But thank you guys for tuning in. Wait for the corn on Amazon. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. (laughs) And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.